listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. You can check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. I want to read a story sent in by a patron, patron Eric, uh, Eric F., I want to thank my patrons, Tevin, Matt, John, V, Jim, Riker, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Ray, Sean, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Crinking Fan, Rocketman, Havianas Fan, Austin, Thomas, and Joe. You guys are all so very appreciated. And I've been thinking a lot about uh, your support of the podcast. And when I first started this podcast, I, I didn't know if, I didn't even know it was going to be a weekly thing. I kind of just did this one-off, like had this idea, didn't really think it through, just recorded a podcast, slapped it up on Anchor and said, okay, uh, there's an episode about pedal pumping. Um, (laughs) And and it's been like a year and a half and I haven't stopped every single week. There has been a podcast, even if it's been a shitty podcast, (laughs) I've managed to pull this off consistently, which is... I think pretty incredible for me. Um, And I also have been thinking about the quality of the podcast. I really want to kind of up the game here, level up and legitimize this podcast by investing in a little bit of recording equipment, which is scary to me because... I'm not great with technology. I like old cars. You guys know that. (laughs) But I feel like you deserve it. I feel like for your patronage and your listenership, every week you come back, you listen, um, you support and sponsor the podcast. And so I want to make a better podcast for you, for us. And so... I'm very overwhelmed by options and I want to just ask the community if anyone knows of any good um, sound stuff. So maybe a microphone and I don't have a place where I can, um, you know, have like a sound booth. That's not an option. I need something that can be kind of like portable or desktop. Um, So that's a little bit tricky too. I'm in my new house in california it has really high ceilings i don't have rugs on the floor the sound is just bouncing off everywhere i'm trying to record this like talking into my couch so that it's a little bit less like echoey but i know the sound is not good and i owe it to you guys to to provide a better sounding podcast and i want to do that as a you know point of pride for myself as well so Any recommendations would be super helpful. You can email me links to products or suggestions or ideas at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I would really super appreciate it because I just feel kind of overwhelmed. And you can go down those rabbit holes of like reviews, but I feel like everyone's trying to kind of sell you something. And so... I I don't know what to believe and if I'm going to invest some money into some products I want them to be simple and easy to use but also like really good Um, maybe some sort of like I don't know sound absorbing cubicle thing I I really 
I'm really am at a loss. So you guys chime in, let me know what you think, and we'll get into Eric's story right after this little break. All right, we're back from the break. Uh, a couple of announcements before I read Eric's story. Uh, first of all, I'm completely deleted off of Pornhub. Apologize for that. Uh, but I, I talked about it last week. I just decided that it it's just not the kind of work environment that I like. And so I decided to remove myself from that platform. It was a try, you know, got to give it a try. Decided it wasn't for me. So if anyone knows of any other platforms kind of in that spirit of um, posting free content, like where creators can post content for viewers to watch for free but earn a little ad revenue other than Pornhub, if there are others out there, let me know. I'd be interested to check them out. All right, and another thing, actually, another little announcement. This isn't so much an announcement, more like a soapbox, <laughs> is that um, when talking to pedal pumping creators or any creator really, but I'm you know, it's talking specifically about pedal pumping. Um, I've heard people say things like, yeah, you should, you like, don't wear sneakers because we guys think that's a turnoff or I don't know, making these like blanket statements that are sort of couched as fact, like guys don't like this or pedal pumping aficionados are not into, you know, X, Y, Z. And it's, it's really, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like make sure you own your own preferences and say, I prefer, or I don't care for, or it's a turnoff to me personally. And also respect that other people may actually like the things that turn you off and allow space for that. And don't just assume that your turnoffs are universal because they're not, <laughs> believe me. For every person, everything that you're turned off by, there's somebody out there that's turned on by it. So, you know, in terms of pedal pumping, I just want to encourage that to just have that awareness. And when you're phrasing requests or comments that other people are going to be reading, like on YouTube, keep in mind that, you know, ex feel free to express your preferences. That's great. But keep in mind that other people may have other preferences that are equally valid. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> all right. So uh, here's an email from Eric. He says, hey, Mimi, I modified the end of, ending of my story. So he had sent me the story, and this is the modified ending. I had a few hours with nothing on TV the other night. I guess it helped. Have to work. Have a light work day, too, along with a pretty good night of sleep helped too. Anyway, had a wild idea, write a story. I have two other ideas, but I'm not sure when I'll even get to them. However, I eventually will. I know a lot of editing would be needed. I think this is a story you could make into a video story and even do it without a second model. But again, a lot of editing. I don't know. Just feeling good this week so far. I hope to keep the vibe going too, Eric. Well, I love that you're having a good week or you were back when you sent this to me. It's been a minute. Um, and yeah, definitely let's keep the good vibes going. I love ideas for content. Another little jag I'll go on really quickly before I <laughs> read Eric's story. It's a long story. So you guys get ready, get comfortable. 
uh, maybe get some popcorn, get some tissue, I don't know, whatever you're into. But um, I've been feeling like doing more content that has like themes or plots or storylines that's really kind of drawing me in. I think I'm just at a point where um, I, I want to create more of a plot line around uh, some of my content. So if you have ideas or suggestions for me with that, you know what to do. <laughs> Hit me up on my email, mimiputnip at gmail.com and let me know what your ideas are because I would love to create more of that type of content. And you'll see more and more of that coming from me on my OnlyFans and in the clip store uh, in, in the coming days, weeks, and months. So here we go. This is called Mimi, the private chauffeur. Mimi hears the alarm blaring on her phone. Little does the alarm know she's already awake, looking at her current appointment for today. No, not her again, she exclaims. The listing showed up on her phone as she glared at the name, Zena. Zena was a 20-something spoiled rich girl and was also her ex-employer's daughter. Unfortunately for Mimi, he didn't trust many people with Zena because Zena enjoyed using her father's name to scare people into doing whatever she wanted them to do. However, Mimi got along with her ex-boss and she was the only person who was able to handle Zena. Zena was not easy to get along with, but somehow Mimi was able to put all of the criticisms and verbal abuse that Zena could muster aside. Okay, Mimi thought as she looked at her calendar for the day. Nothing listed, just... Zena. I wonder if Zena's father had anything to do with this, questioned Mimi. Mimi tapped on Zena's name and read the itinerary for the day. Drive Zena to a secluded party and avoid the press, namely paparazzi, and avoid police. Party is at base of the mountains. Zena will need to be escorted to the party. Mimi is to accompany if desired. After the party, Mimi will take Zena home. Mimi will need to use her personal vehicle as not to draw attention to a limousine. You will be paid triple your rate and triple mileage. Mimi thought about what she was going to be getting herself into. Ring, yells her phone. Mimi answers, hello, this is Mimi, in her cheeriest voice. Mimi, it's Zena, what's up? Mimi closed her eyes and realized this must be an important party for Zena to be up before 8 a.m. Hi, Zena. I'm good. What's going on? Asked Mimi. Well, Daddy said you're picking me up. I want you driving the white limo and make sure the bar is full, demanded Zena. I have instructions to bring you to the party in my car, and if you want to go to this party, you're going to do it my way, because I have instructions from your father to make sure that the paparazzi doesn't see you, and that you're safe to come home, explained Mimi. Oh, Mimi, you know me. I'll do whatever you say, said Zena. You better, Zena. I won't hesitate to leave you wherever I want and forget where you are. I haven't forgotten what you did to the limousine the last time I had to clean up, said Mimi. Whatever, replied Zena. Wrong, Zena. You're going to get to this party my way, exclaimed Mimi. Well, Mimi, this party is super fancy, so no suit and tie on you this time. You better be in a skirt, nylons, and 
fuck me heels. Don't think of embarrassing me, yelled Zena. Whatever, Zena, I'll pick you up in an hour. I'll text you when I'm outside, said Mimi. Mimi ended the call and hoped that Zena would just be Zena so she wouldn't have to go out of her way and play games. Mimi loved to dress up and she didn't get to do it as often as she liked. Her private limousine company was just her and her black stretch limousine. She was the sole owner and driver, so she made up her own rules, and one of them was to always be professional. Mimi prided herself on looking perfect during every ride. Makeup, hair, always nylons under her black suit, and sometimes if she felt she could get away with it, she'd wear black wedge loafer heels. She enjoyed driving with heels. Her five foot three inch height made it easy for her to wear heels and drive. Mimi went for her closet and opened the door. Her beautiful dresses, skirts, and slacks neatly organized next to her blouses. She opened the drawer to her bureau and selected a suntan pair of leg sheer energy pantyhose. She stuck her hand inside one of the legs and felt the smoothness of the nylon against her soft skin. Pantyhose. Best place to start, she excitedly said. Mimi pulled the stockings onto her perfectly shaped legs and stood next to the full-length mirror on the closet door. Damn, my legs are so gorgeous today, she whispered. As she turned her nylon-clad legs and admired them, she looked over to another closet door and strolled over. Turning the doorknob, she let the whiff of air hit her. Her ultimate weapons, her high heels. She lost count of how many she owned, loved, and wore, sometimes more than one pair a day just to switch things up. She walked into the closet admiring her collection. I should really count these out someday. I think 200 is close, she thought. Selecting shoes was always difficult for Mimi because she wanted to wear all of them, but knew that would be a miracle. She thought for a moment that maybe it might be easier if she picked her dress out instead. Then she remembered her rule. Shoes first, then outfit. Nylons were usually optional. But according to the weather, it would be windy today. She also wanted Zena to be jealous. Mimi decided to break her rule just this time, so she kept telling herself. Mimi gently slid her dresses aside as she admired her wardrobe. She stopped at a blue sundress and placed it in front of her body. Looks perfect for a party today. As she walked out of the closet, she snagged a brown leather belt to complete the outfit. She slid the dress over her head and put her arms through the sleeves. It was lightweight. It flowed on her perfect body with precision. The dress was low-cut, showing just enough cleavage to make anyone curious. The dress showed off most of her curving stocking legs. As she admired her legs, she lifted the skirt up a little bit and wondered if a few inches above the knee was enough. Then started to wonder if another dress should come along too. She walked back into the shoe closet and decided that a blue dress deserved blue heels. She found her blue platform sandals and put them on, pulled them off the shelf. They had a thick, chunky, stacked five-inch wood heel, a one-inch platform, and an ankle strap. She slid her nylon-encased feet into these sexy high heels and fastened the straps. Slowly standing up, taking in the enjoyment of looking absolutely fabulous, she walked to the mirror and admired her new ensemble. She began to feel a tingling sensation throughout her body. Oh, she said carefully. I think I'm too sexy for myself, she laughed. 
As she walked away from the mirror, she decided that if she was going to make Zena jealous, she had to bring more weapons with her. She walked back to the shoe closet and grabbed several pairs of heels and wedges at random, not paying attention to what she was grabbing on purpose. Reaching behind the bedroom door, she felt around for a duffel bag and placed her selections in the bag. She decided to change of a change she decided to a change of clothes would be nice too. Strutting to the closet, she found her black leather dress. This dress had a lot of meaning to her. It was very expensive and it was also paid with paid for with hard-earned tip money. It was the first of many expensive things Mimi would buy. She never wore it on the job, although she was always tempted. Mimi folded the black leather dress and tucked it into the bag with her other high heels. She walked to the kitchen and grabbed her iced coffee that had been brewing from earlier in the morning. Heading towards the front door, she opened the coat closet, which actually was her flats closet, her beloved flip-flops, flat shoes, and sneakers. Sorry, fellas, it's a high heels day today, she said. Mimi pushed the button next to the windows and she heard her garage door begin to open. Walking out of the doorway, closing the door behind her, her sexy blue-heeled sandals made a melodious clicking sound on the sidewalk as she walked heel to toe, heel to toe, toward the garage, enjoying the feeling of her high heels and the comfort of the wood sole that was bestowed under her soft feet. Reaching into her purse, she found the key to her BMW. Her beautiful car, the 128i, was not a large car. Mimi did like big cars, but this 128i spoke to her. Its spirit and soul merged with Mimi's when she went on a test drive with it. Mimi unlocked the door and opened it. The unique smell of leather brushed against her nose. As she positioned herself in the seat, she looked at the rearview mirror and saw her beautiful face, perfect makeup, long brown hair, the perfect brunette. She inserted the key into the ignition. As she positioned herself into the seat, she stretched her right leg out so her high heel could feel, feel the tall gas pedal. Contact. Her high heel perfectly positioned on the pedal. Mimi closed her eyes as her nylon foot encased in a sexy wood-heeled sandal ever so slowly, so delicately, pushed the tall gas pedal to the floor. As her high heel held the gas pedal to the floor, Mimi felt the surge of energy from the power that would be flowing through her legs soon. She lifted her left foot off the floor and began to gently rub her right leg just above the ankle strap up to her knee with the other high heel. Her eyes still closed, her right hand reached to her right leg and began to rub her nylon clad leg. Gently massaging her smooth pantyhose leg, she opened her eyes and quickly moved her right hand back to the key. She knew if she kept going, she would have to change her dress and pantyhose. She gripped the key and looked down at her pantyhosed encased legs. She let out the gas pedal and placed her left foot on the brake pedal. Turning the key, the BMW roared to life. She tapped the gas pedal a few times and placed the car in reverse. Letting off the brake pedal with her left foot, she feathered the gas pedal with her right foot and rolled the BMW out of the garage onto the street. Switching from the gas pedal to the brake pedal, her right foot slowed the car to a stop. She put the car in drive and commanded the gas pedal to get the car moving with her high-heeled shoe. Mimi drove through the city streets to where Zena was. 
She wasn't picking her up from the mansion. She figured this must be really serious and wondered what kind of trouble she got herself into this time. Mimi's drive was only eight miles, but felt like an hour, wading through signal lights, slow traffic, and just people who don't know how to drive. Mimi pulled into this apartment complex. It was nice, big and hidden from the street view. She texted Zena and let her know she was there in her BMW waiting. Zena appeared quickly and walked toward her car. Mimi was impressed by what she saw while expecting to see a girl with sparkly and shiny everything and wild hair with more sparkly stuff. She was surprised to see a young girl walking toward her wearing a full knee-length dress, white nylons, and could it be? Yeah, Mimi did a double take and she was wearing white heels. Nothing fancy like Mimi would wear. They were two-inch pointy toe pumps. Her hair was actually styled in one color. Her makeup looked like someone else applied it because she knew Zena would go through mascara and eyeliner every other day. Zena walked up to the passenger side door and waited. Mimi rolled the window down and said, What? in an annoyed tone. Aren't you going to open the door for me, Mimi? You are my driver, and I expect service, she retorted. Mimi sighed and decided to play along. She opened the car door, got out, and walked around her BMW, opening the car door for Zena. Zena got in and politely said, thank you, Mimi. What's going on, Mimi thought. Zena used manners. Mimi closed the door and almost tripped on her high heels, still in disbelief. She caught herself quickly and got into the driver's seat. She looked at Zena and said, you look so beautiful, Zena, she said. I look like a freak, Mimi, she retorted. Mimi realized that's the Zena she knew. She was still there, just disguised as a woman. Mimi calmly asked, so where are we going? I'm supposed to avoid the paparazzi and the police. What did you do? She asked. Mimi, you still don't know anything about me still. Everyone wants my picture. I just can't be seen going to this party because my daddy said so, she stated. Okay, well, I have the address and I know the route I'm going to take. I'll get you there in no time, she said. Mimi placed her high-heeled foot on the brake pedal and slid the gear selector into drive and then feathered the gas pedal as the car moved forward. The engine, ready to rev and move that BMW like it was designed, go fast, straighten curves, flatten hills, and leave the cops in the dust. Mimi put her, pulled her left foot back halfway to the seat and balanced her foot with the wood heel. As Mimi drove around rural roads, Zena finally looked over at Mimi and checked her out. Mimi, I have to say you look fucking amazing. Much better than the suit and tie thing you usually do. You're so much more business if you dress like that more often, she said. Mimi thought to herself, Zena was right. She would probably get more clientele if she dropped the typical suit and tie outfit and went with the skirt and heels. She could easily keep her professional image and look extra sexy at the same time. Thank you, Zena. Very nice of you to say, she said while entering that note into her mental awareness. A moment later, Mimi caught Zena admiring her legs. She knew Zena didn't care about fashion, but she also knew Zena never had seen her dressed up. Mimi moved her right hand from the steering wheel to the gear shift knob. Then Mimi found her head on her pantyhose leg, gently rubbing her thigh and upper leg. Zena noticed quickly and asked, what are you doing? You're going to put a run in your nylons. Stop it, she lectured. 
Mimi smirked and moved her hand over to Zena's leg and gave it a gentle squeeze. Thanks for reminding me, Zena, she said, moving her hand back to the steering wheel. Mimi came yet to another stoplight. She decided to adjust her seat back a little, allowing her pantyhose legs to become more exposed for Zena. Was Zena getting jealous, Mimi thought? She wasn't sure yet, but she did enjoy showing off her legs and having them stretch out to the puddles was a nice feeling too. As the light switched from the glaring red to green, Mimi slid her high heel from the brake to the gas pedal and gave it a sharp push toward the floor. The BMW rocketed out and Mimi decided at that moment she was behind schedule and had to make up time. She began moving around the streets like she was on a racetrack. Several minutes of this, she pulled up her phone's GPS map and saw they were back on track to getting to the mountain party. Mimi had crossed a major intersection to get to the other side of the bridge. She knew she had to be fast because that's where the paparazzi would be. At least she would if she was. As the BMW pulled up to the stoplight, Mimi switched lanes to be the first car. Waiting for the light was taking a long time when it turned green. Mimi pushed the gas pedal halfway down and the BMW lurched out and took off. As they crossed the intersection, a horn started blaring. Zena and Mimi both looked to the right window to be greeted by camera flashes. Oh no, the paparazzi found them! Mimi's brain began to formulate the best way out of the situation. Up ahead was another signal light. She quickly looked at the crosswalk and saw four seconds on the countdown. She did a quick glance down her pantyhose leg to her high heel sandal and watched it bury the gas pedal into the carpet. The BMW tires squeaked as they lost traction for a second before getting the car moving as fast as it could toward the next signal. Mimi told Zena, hold on, as the BMW speed increased very quickly. Mimi made it through the signal light just as it turned yellow. Mimi let off the gas pedal and then noticed a black and white SUV turn the corner. It was a cop car. Mimi pulled the gear selector into three, the BMW engine revved up as her right sandal came off the gas pedal. Shit, shit, shit! Mimi exclaimed. We can't have cops finding you either. What did you do? She inquired. I have a warranty out because I got caught with weed, she explained. Weed? Weed's legal now! Mimi exclaimed. It is, but not when you're driving high, Zena said. So that's why you aren't driving yet. You got caught driving stoned, and I bet your father did something to get you not to have to go to jail and went and did it again and now that deal is off am i right mimi asked mimi you know me so well zena said well hold on zena i see that paparazzi car coming up behind the cop the cop's lights aren't on yet my bmw is clean she said moments later the cop lights and sirens light up and the suv begins to accelerate fast on her bmw hold on zena it's gonna be a wild ride mimi yelled zena zena looked at mimi's face she had the look of complete determination and confidence. Mimi took another quick glance at her now stretched out legs and her right foot buried the gas pedal again. Mimi looked up and took a left turn without breaking at all. Zena's head banged into the glass window. Mimi looked over and said, you better pay attention. I'm not going to give you a play-by-play -play warnings, she said. Before Zena could even think of a reply, Mimi had the gas pedal back to the floor. Her sexy suntan pantyhose were showing off her now very toned legs as her high heels were commanding the pedals. Mimi had the BMW launched and her and had her complete focus on the road, directing the cars ar 
around other cars in the way, beating the signal lights and drifting the back wheels to make sharp left and right turns. The cop was still behind them, but not able to keep up with this bulky SUV. Zena looked back and said, you're losing them. Mimi replied, we can't outrun his radio. As she turned another corner and pulled into a parking garage, stopping in the garage would only buy them a couple of minutes. Mimi had to think. She was now also wanted by the cops for running red lights and having a known fugitive who couldn't keep weed her weed problem at home. Mimi knew she had to ditch the BMW for a while. She adjusted her seat all the way back and pulled her wooden sandals off her pantyhose feet. Mimi, sexy heels too. You're ready to party, girlfriend, Zena said. Mimi thought she was going crazy listening to compliments for, from her most annoying client. Mimi placed her blue heels in Zena's lap and smiled. Don't lose these. I'll need them again, she said. Mimi pushed the seat button and the driver's seat moved up. Mimi stretched her shoeless pantyhose foot to the tall gas pedal. She took a couple of deep breaths. As she placed the heel of her foot to the base of the gas pedal, she rubbed the pedal a couple of times. Perfect for now. Mimi put the BMW in drive and crept the car out of the garage. She saw the cops pass by, but the paparazzi, she didn't see them yet. Mimi looked both ways and turned left, pushing the gas pedal with her pantyhose-clad foot. She controlled the pedal with authority. Having the move her foot to the brake pedal wasn't what she wanted to do. She had to get to the offices. They were across town. She had to do it. There was no other way. She drove down the center of town, exposed to the cops and paparazzi. She missed her high heels, but she had pantyhose on. She still had the power. Zena asked, why am I holding your sexy heels? Don't you need these? Mimi replied, I need my wedge heels, but I can't reach them. They're in the back seat. Mimi was in full focus awareness mode. She was working her way through the city, no sight of cops or paparazzi. Zena stretched out and reached the duffel bag and opened it up. Mimi glanced over and said, pick the racing pair. Zena looked in the bag and said, are you insane, Mimi? As Zena pulled out a pair of cork wedge sandals. They were gorgeous. Black ankle strap, double toe straps, and a five-inch heel with a one-inch platform. Zena gave a sniff. The new shoe smell aroma released into her brain. Wow, Mimi, now things are making sense, she said. Mimi had to stop at another long stoplight looking around as she saw a paparazzi car. These idiots are so obvious. Car filled with idiots with cameras hanging out. Okay, Zena, hang on, Mimi said. Mimi focused on the stoplight. It turned green. Mimi's right pantyhose-clad foot slid over to the gas pedal, perfectly positioning itself as before, her heel resting on the pedal, not the floor. She flexed her ankle. Her knee moved a bit as the car launched through the intersection. The paparazzi saw this but wasn't able to even get a camera out the window. Mimi blew them out and pulled through the traffic like the track driver she trained to be. Zena yelled, Mimi, slow down. We passed them. You don't have to drive like this all the time, do you? In Mimi's calm tone, zipping in and out of street traffic, said, Zena, I've been through Bondurant defensive driver training with an emphasis on offensive. I took the class wearing wedge heels because I don't care what anyone thinks. I wear high heels and everyone else who doesn't like it can fuck off. I started the class wearing sneakers, but I wasn't able to feel the pedal, so I drove with nylons and everything started to come to me. Then I wore wedges for the offensive class and I forgot to take the heels off and I completed the course perfectly and excelled with heels. I graduated with honors and received the golden steering wheel. 
I had to relearn how to drive the class courses with flats, but I always rocked with heels, Mimi explained. Mimi saw the signal light ready to change. She pointed her big toe to the floor, bearing the gas pedal again. The engine roared to life and the car launched yet again after being commanded by Mimi's stockinged foot through the intersection. Mimi saw the office building in the distance. She kept the gas pedal on the floor as the car maneuvered with ease. As they came up fast on the driveway, Mimi lifted her right foot off the gas pedal and her left foot from the floorboard and timed both of her nylon feet on the brake pedal and pushed down as hard as she could. The rubber nubbies gave her stocking soles a little massage as the rear wheels were fighting back not to lock up as Mimi kept pushing her legs to the floorboard as hard as she could. The BMW finally stopped just before the driveway to the underground garage. Mimi turned the wheel to the right as she pushed the gas pedal while keeping her left foot on the brake pedal. The rear wheels began to spin fast and Mimi gently lifted the brake pedal up. The car slid to the right and moved itself down the ramp. Mimi drove in circles down the underground parking structure to the fourth level. She pulled into a spot next to the elevator. Putting the car in park, her left foot resting on the brake pedal, she looked down at her pantyhose leg as she watched her foot bury the gas pedal. At the same time, she turned the key off and the engine turned off. She kept the gas pedal on the floor and enjoyed the little nubbies massage the bottom of her foot. Mimi, I never knew you could drive like that, Zena proclaimed. Time to go, Zena, Mimi said. Mimi took the cork wedge heels from Zena's lap and placed her stocking clasp stocking glad feet into them and buckled the ankle straps. These feel so good, so right, Mimi whispered. They got out of the BMW and walked down a narrow driveway to the back corner of the parking lot. In the corner, a 1962 Jeep, off-road, ready, no doors, no radio, no amenities, just three pedals and a stick shift. Mimi got in the driver's seat and told Zena to get in. Zena looked at the Jeep and said, are you for real? We'll get spotted super quickly, she said. Trust me, Zena, we're only a few miles from your party. I have stockings and high heels on. We'll be fine, Mimi exclaimed. Zena felt Mimi was over the edge this time. A doorless red Jeep? Yeah, they'd get noticed quickly. Mimi stretched the pantyhose leg out and pushed the floor-mounted clutch pedal to the floor. Her stockings exploited her beautiful, shapely legs even more than before. Mimi pulled the choke knob out. She watched as her right suntan leg guided her cork wedge heel to the tall floor mount gas pedal. She rested the wedge heel on the pedal. It was a perfect fit. The gas pedal seemed to enjoy having the wedge heels command it. Mimi pushed the gas pedal several times, then turned the key. The engine slowly turned over. Mimi knew she only had a short time before the battery would die out. She kept pumping the gas pedal over and over. The engine kept turning, but wouldn't start. Mimi decided to wait for a moment. She thought maybe the Jeep was upset that it wasn't being driven much anymore, and this was telling him was and this was him telling her so. Mimi pumped the clutch pedal several times, finally holding it to the floor. She moved her right foot to the brake pedal and pushed it as hard as she could. Zena was staring at Mimi's legs and rhythmic motions with her legs and heels. Zena reached her hand over and placed it on Mimi's leg. She gave her leg a little squeeze and said, Let me push the gas pedal. I just feel something, Zena said. Mimi looked at her and said, Slide your leg over the stick shift. Zena slid her left foot to the other side of the stick. Her meager two-inch pump just seemed underwhelming. Mimi told her, pump the gas pedal three times, hold it to the floor, and as I crank the engine, lift the pedal halfway. 
the engine starts, I'll slide my cork heel over to the gas pedal, okay? Okay, Zena said, following Mimi's instructions to the letter. Zena pumped the gas pedal three times and held it to the floor. Mimi turned the key and the engine came to life. Zena backed the gas pedal halfway, looking at her nylon feet to make sure she was doing it right. Mimi was in awe. She slid her cork heel over and took command of the gas pedal. The jeep stayed running as Mimi pushed the choke knob back in. The jeep was alive, idling by itself. Mimi revved the engine several times. The gas gauge was three quarters full. Perfect. Mimi put the stick into first gear and let out the clutch. Zena watched as Mimi commanded the pedals with the authority of a woman in control. Mimi guided the jeep to second gear as the jeep climbed the four levels of the parking garage. Mimi pulled to the edge of the driveway exit and looked around. Nobody to be seen. Mimi let the clutch pedal out and the jeep moved forward. Mimi guided the jeep toward the mountains, shifting from first to second to third gear, driving steadily toward the west side of town, cruising at 55 miles per hour on this long stretch of a road. The wind rustling up Mimi's hair. Zena covered herself with a sweater she found in the jeep. Mimi's short dress lifting up and bustling all over from driving without doors. Mimi felt cool and relaxed. Her pantyhose helped keep her gorgeous legs from freezing. Zena's dress just bustled. Zena couldn't help but stare at Mimi's beautiful blue dress, her suntan pantyhose legs, and the gorgeous, super sexy high-heeled cork wedges. Zena was just in awe of how Mimi handled the whole situation and looked absolutely stunning while doing it. Up ahead, Mimi saw a police light flashing. She glanced at her GPS map. No other way out. If she stopped and went back, it'd be suspicious. Mimi told Zena, Do as I say and don't talk. Mimi let off the gas pedal and downshifted to second gear. The jeep complied and began to slow down under its own power. Mimi looked over at Zena and then said, Put your feet on the floorboard, stretch your legs out, and leave your dress up over your knees. Pretend the wind pushed it up. Pretend you're pumping a gas pedal with both of your pumps. Just do it slow to not make it obvious. Zena complied. Mimi came up to the police car and pushed the brake and clutched pedals to the floor, holding them with her cork wedge high heels. Her dress was already positioned. Hey, officer, what's going on? Asked Mimi in her innocent voice. The cop made direct eye contact with Mimi's sexy legs and her cork wedge heels, keeping the floor-mounted pedals to the floorboard. Then looking away, he saw Zena's legs and her pumps. He closed his eyes and stammered, Oh, we're looking for two women who are wanted for questioning, but you don't match the descriptions we have. This Jeep definitely isn't a gray BMW. No officer, afraid it isn't. Good luck with your search, proclaimed Mimi. Mimi shifted the stick into first gear. She noticed the cop not taking his eyes off her legs. Perfect, she thought. She slid her right foot off the brake pedal and placed it on top of the big gas pedal and gave it a few gentle pushes. The engine responded with a few revs. Mimi then slowly began to let the clutch pedal come up while feathering the gas pedal. She pushed the clutch pedal back down and repeated this. The cop's eyes never left her legs. Mimi then said, I think I really needed to floor it to get it moving. Is that okay? The cop nodded his head and was speechless. Mimi floored the gas pedal, giving two hard revs. Then she shifted into neutral and let the clutch out repositioned her cork heel on the pedal and pushed back down, shifting into first gear again. She looked at the cop who was still gazing at their legs. 
Mimi pushed the gas pedal halfway to the floor while letting the clutch pedal from the floor. The Jeep's rear wheels spun up and dirt and the Jeep took off. Mimi quickly shifted to second gear, pushing the clutch pedal and letting off the gas pedal. The shift was perfect. Zena looked in complete shock. What the fuck just happened, Mimi? Mimi said, our high heels worked their magic. They give us power, confidence, femininity, and power over men and cars. Mimi kept driving for 10 more miles. The road wasn't maintained very well and eventually turned to dirt. Glad we switched cars. I wouldn't want my BMW in this crap, Mimi exclaimed. 20 minutes passed and Mimi pulled up to the mountain mansion. We're here, Zena, she exclaimed. Thank you, Mimi, Zena said. You're really a blessing in disguise and I won't forget what you did for me. I'm going to get all my shit straightened out, I promise. Do you think you could teach me to drive like you did? I will wear high heels and stockings too. I'd be happy to, Zena, Mimi said. Now let's go rock these heels and have some fun, Mimi yelled out. Wait a second, Zena. Take those little annoying pumps off. Take my blue wood heels and put them on, Mimi commanded. Zena complied. She slid her stockinged feet into Mimi's blue heels. Wow, Mimi, why'd you even take these off, Zena said. Because I knew you'd need to wear them and I needed the cork wedges to drive the Jeep because he likes them, Mimi said. He? Zena asked. Cars have souls, Zena. You'll learn that, said Zena. Reaching into her duffel bag, she pulls out a leather skirt and handed it to Zena. Go behind that tree and put this on. Your dress is just way too long, noted Mimi. Zena walked a couple of steps behind the tree Mimi pointed out. She pulled her white dress over her head and dropped it to the ground. Taking Mimi's leather skirt, she pulled it over her head and maneuvered her arms through the sleeves. Mimi, it fits me perfectly. Thank you, yelled Zena. Zena stepped out from behind the tree. Mimi admired her white, stocking-clad legs finally being shown off. Her black leather skirt did look perfect for her, too. The blue wood heels just completed the outfit and brought everything together. Good job, Mimi, she whispered to herself. Both ladies went to the party and had the best time they've had in a very long time. The end.